0: Now, the Whole Home Show with Tony Joe on CFAX 1070. Hey there, everyone. Thanks for joining us. I'm Tony Joe. This is another episode of the Whole Home Show. And of course, here, what we do is we bring you ideas, tips, education, stuff about your home. Uh, Whether you are thinking of buying or selling a home, or if you're not, if you're thinking of just being home and keeping it in maximum condition and enjoying the place that you live. This is a fantastic place to be. Of course, our show comes to you every week with the support of our show partners, Denise Webster, mortgage broker with Dominion Lending Center's Modern Mortgage Group, J.P. Sellers, insurance advisor at Westland Insurance, the Sitka Law Group for your real estate, wills and estates, corporate and personal injury needs, and Silhouette Home Inspections with Pierre Beauvais. If you need help or direction in your real estate transaction, give any of the whole home show team members a call. They would love to hear from you. It's been my privilege being your host here every week for the last five years. Uh, I love bringing information, not only to you, but I learn as well too, every week with all of our great guests. Uh, It's been my uh, honor being a real estate professional here in Greater Victoria since 1991. I've helped hundreds of people here in the region buy or sell their homes or purchase investment properties. Uh, I'd be happy to help you as well too. If you're looking for uh, thoughts about the market, you're thinking of maybe doing something in the near future or maybe even in the far future you just want to chat about real estate reach out to me be happy to talk Uh, you can find my contact information and the rest of the whole home show team members by visiting cfax1070.com look under shows there you'll find us the whole home show with me tony joe all of our contact information is there or just reach out to me, go online. You should be able to find myself or the rest of the team. Uh, Google us, uh, give us a call. I get calls from listeners every week and I love it. Thank you for listening. It's been our honor and our privilege uh, all of these years loyal loyal listeners at cfax it's a long time station and oh my goodness so much great stuff here uh this week we're going to be having a visit from our show partner and sponsor pierre Beauvais. he's with silhouette home inspections and of course you know we're talking uh it's a change in the weather you know things are happening uh, around here uh, we are recording this episode uh in november so of course start of the rainy season you got to think about things to do around your house so maintenance items that maybe you're not on top of as you should be we want to remind you guys on certain things that you should be looking out for maybe even talking about things that uh, maybe you should plan ahead and think about doing even next summer in preparation for the fall and winter you'll get some great tips and advice as you always do from Pierre uh, he is great we'll have him after the break we all start our program talking about timely matters, things that are happening, questions that you, our listeners, have, uh, and that's what we're doing here right now. If you have something for us, just reach out. Again, go to the cfax1070.com webpage, reach out to me. Uh, happy to chat, uh, as always. The thing that I do want to chat about today, because it's related to a conversation that I had with a listener uh, earlier this week, is recommendations, names. Uh, of course, we have our show partners. We've got Denise, the morning mortgage broker. We've got JP, the insurance uh, person. We have um, Gurpreet and her team at the Sitka Law Group. Uh, And of course, Pierre, who we'll be talking to uh, in a moment here about building inspections. Um, What's the best way to get recommendations for people that you need in a timely manner? And of course this is one of the things that we your real estate professionals uh are very helpful for because when people for instance are buying a home they're they're asking who do I talk to? You know uh who do I talk to for mortgages? Who do I talk to for uh, uh home insurance and things like that? And of course it is one of our tasks, one of our jobs uh to provide names. Now Uh, I do want to mention that our regulator, the regulator of real estate here in British Columbia, that's BCFSA, the British Columbia Financial Services Authority, does strongly recommend that licensees, real estate licensees, not only provide a name, but should always provide at least three names. And the reason for that is uh, to ensure that the consumer has the ability to make their own decision. And it could be bad, for instance, if a real estate licensee provided the name of a, I don't know, let's use an example here, a contractor. uh, Provided the name of a contractor. And if something went wrong with the interaction between the contractor and the consumer, it has the possibility of um, coming back on the realtor. Now, I, I I get what you might be thinking at this moment. Yeah, it sounds like, you know, realtors trying to feign off liability or trying to avoid liability. But the reality is, folks, um, it is always your choice. It's always the consumer's choice. The consumer should have choice in all things. By the way, that includes real estate as well, too. Now, I get it, folks. Like when uh, many of you call me and uh, ask me for service, I know uh, that you're talking to one or two other uh, capable licensees in Victoria, too. You should. Because you know you need to know the services you're going to be provided, um, you know, uh, you know the cost of services, timelines, and all that kind of stuff. You should you should always have choice. But going back to uh, trades and services, you should also also have choices there as well too. So again, that's the reason why our regulator does um, really prescribe that licensees provide three names now listen folks you know uh, our program here we've got Denise JP uh Gepreetner team and Pierre think of them as your fourth choice you know if you've been uh, recommended uh uh names from uh, somebody else and you need another uh, choice or selection consider our guys as well too they're they're all great um another thing and I think I've mentioned this uh, not that long ago in a recent past here uh it is crucially important that if the licensee, if the realtor is providing you a name and there is an arrangement between the realtor and that trade. So for instance, again, let's say the realtor gives you the name of an electrician for an electrical job at your house. If there is an expectation of remuneration or pay, like for instance, if the electrician says, hey, uh, realtor, if you introduce me to someone, I'm going to give you, I don't know, whatever, a dollar amount or a gift certificate or some sort of other perk as well too, a disclosure is required. As consumers, uh, again, you are entitled to know whether or not the person, uh, the trade that you're talking to uh, has been introduced to you because of potential financial advantage for the licensee. Uh, It's something that we call disclosure of remuneration, disclosure of expected remuneration. Um, And the reason for that, folks, by the way, is the real estate community has an obligation. It's in our uh, disclosure of representation and trading services form, working with a realtor. it, it, It lays out specifically the fact that a licensee must disclose any material fact relating to the transaction. And... And uh, the realtor, your realtor, earning a fee for introducing someone is most definitely material fact. It's all in regards to transparency as a consumer. And this is the reason why BCFSA, the British Columbia Financial Services Authority, is there. It's for transparency in the real estate uh, process. So, very, very important. By the way, folks, um, most agents out there, the ones who listen to this program here, I know so many. I get, By the way, I get thanks from our fellow realtors every week, and I love that as well, too. Uh, we don't recommend names on the premise that we're going to be receiving any sort of perk or monetary value. We do it because... We've had past clients perhaps use these trades uh, or have experience with them, and they're good experiences. That's the reason why uh, recommendations and referrals should be handed out is uh, knowing that you, the client, will be handled in the same way, uh, you know, the same quality and uh, effective way as prior clients have as as well too Uh, and like most other people too it's not always the same sometimes we provided a name that was great for five or ten people in past but you know sometimes things don't work out we don't keep that name on the list right there are other options out there in the community as well too So I just wanted to go through that um, with folks. Uh, Need to take our first break of the day here. When we come back, we're going to be having a chat with Pierre Beauvais. He is, of course, with Silhouette Home Inspections here in Victoria, helping you with your real estate purchase. And we're going to be talking about maintenance items around your house and things to consider as the weather is changing. We'll be back in just a moment. You're listening to The Whole Home Show with Tony Joe on CFAX 1070. Thanks for coming back. You're listening to The Whole Home Show, and I'm Tony Joe. Always good to have an understanding about your home, your residence, the place that you live. There are a lot of major systems to consider on a regular basis, especially when the seasons change and the weather changes, and especially now in the fall and wintertime. Every time there's that atmospheric river and there's a lot of rain introduced around, there's a lot of people out there in Greater Victoria that start getting nervous and worried about drain tiles and about flooding and all that other kind of stuff. Well, of course, it's always good to have our guest on here. It is our show sponsor and supporter, Pierre Beauvais. Pierre is, of course, with Silhouette uh, Home Inspections. Pierre, uh, thanks for coming back. Oh, thanks so much, uh, Tony. It's great to be back. It's really important, I think, to have you on to remind people, especially at a time like this. I mean, we're recording right now. It's. Uh, you know, sort of the beginning of November. And yeah, there's been a shift in the weather, no question, right?
1: Oh, yeah. It seems like whenever we are meeting up, uh, it's always either really raining or, or quite nice out. And so uh, we're always talking <laughs> about the weather, we're always talking about inspections and what's weather related with the inspection.
0: Well, I'm going to start with this one, though, because I know that you and I have talked about this before on the radio station. You know, things like regular maintenance, getting your drain tiles cleared up, uh, cleaned up, but doing that. In the summertime or when the drain tile guys aren't, you know, crazy busy. So I'm kind of curious, as I'm sure you are as well, too. How many of our listeners uh, here right now actually took that advice and went ahead and did that, right? <laughs>
1: exactly true. I mean, uh, it's much easier to clean a, a dry gutter than it is a wet one. But uh, <laughs> we, we always, yeah, we always talk about, um, we always talk about the maintenance. Um, obviously, uh, when it's, uh, when it's sunny out, it's a better time to do that than when it's raining and cold. Yep. Um but it's super important.
0: Um, well, I, and I just want to remind anyone who you know might sit there and go, "What does he mean?" It's better to do it in the in the summertime. Well, hey folks, let's face it. Uh, if you wait until you have a problem and you're panicking because there's moisture coming in your basement, you're calling the uh, you know the uh, drain tile cleaning guys. You got to know that there's a whole bunch of other people dealing with the same thing when the water's coming in. So the question is how busy these guys are, because this is their season. This is when they're busy. This is, yeah. So uh, give them a call when they're not busy or less busy, right?
1: And that old saying, right? An ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure.
0: There we go. There we go. Okay, so again, um, be curious to know how many of our listeners uh, listen to us uh, on that. But um, the, and one of the reasons why, uh, uh, aside from the fact that we do this every year, you and I, um, I ha- I, th- I think I saw on a Facebook post or something, uh, somebody was just freaking out because it's like, oh my goodness, the rain's coming down. I'm afraid about my drain tiles. Right? Mm-hmm. It's a, it's an unfortunate way to live if you're concerned about the um, major systems of your house. Right. Yeah,
1: that's right. Yeah. And,
0: and we're, we're a little fortunate. Uh, well, it depends how you
1: look at it, but, um, we had quite a nice dry summer. And so don't think it was really on anybody's mind and it just all of a sudden just came out and, you know, it went from summer to winter right away. And so, uh, here we are with, uh with and I feel also the uh, the trees are kind of losing their leaves a little later this year so mm-hmm. um, it's definitely um, worth getting up or having somebody you know check the gutters and this is an annual maintenance item too this isn't something that you do every two three years this is something you want to do every year just to make sure there's no blockages uh, and we keep talking about it every single time we meet I know that we do that <laughs> Tony but it's important, um, it's important. It, it, re- it really is an and overflowing gutters can actually cause havoc on a house right like it can it can do a lot of damage so keeping those gutters clean is just kind of number one yeah.
0: um and let's I, let's let's dig yeah. a little deeper on that one yeah let's dig okay. a little deeper in that one because i do find that sometimes you know when you say it hey, was the last time you cleaned your gutters oh, what do you mean i didn't know i was supposed to do that mm-hmm. or you know uh, maybe like eight years ago or something yeah. explain why leaves in the gutters or clogged gutters can end up being a problem
1: well, quite simply that when when you do get those atmospheric rivers, those uh, those rain events that are more substantial than, say, like a drizzle or just a regular rainfall, the the volume in your gutters just aren't going to be able to keep up. And um, with that as well, you can you so everything always flows down towards the drain and then if that uh, that strainer gets clogged then the water levels go up and it puts a lot of weight on the gutters um, often. Um, it can actually uh, cause the fasteners to come loose. And so what will happen there is you'll get uh, the slope that normally goes towards the drain. It can actually slope the other way. And then all of a sudden you've got overflowing gutters. Um, And if you're not outside and if it's the back of the house and you don't tend to go out there for, you know, when it's, when it's raining, you'll, you, you really won't see it. Um, But yeah, you could have real, you know, a nice rainfall, nice cascading effect, which is, (laughs) Nice in the forest, but not on your house,
0: right? (laughs) Well, Uh, and you you brought up something that I think is important. You can't really tell, but there is a little slope with your gutters because the water's got to drain towards the downspouts,
1: That's right? right, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there usually, there usually is. And I mean, uh, or, or you have enough um, downspouts, you know, every 20, 30 feet that uh, even if there was very little slope, I mean, the water would end up going to either or one or the other. So, yeah, um, yeah it's uh, it's it's when those leaves get in there and then you mix that with some pollen. Uh, you get a nice little goop, and it just kind of make, and you know, it just cakes it in there, and then you, there's really no way for the water to uh, to make its way through that strainer. So super important once a year, and and I know it, it just seems like we're beating the dead horse on this, <laughs> one, but it, it's true, right? Like, um, but further to that too. Um, Perimeter drains, uh, for sure, you want to get those uh, checked every two three years, make sure that there's no blockages, make sure the water is free and flowy, or, you know, flowing freely. Um, because, again, when you get those heavy, heavy rain events, and that if that water can't uh, get managed properly, and it backs up, it will find a way. And the last place you wanted to find a way into is your home or your basement or cross space.
0: So. Oh, I know what that's all about because that did yeah. happen to me. That did happen to oh, me. Oh, that, that right. Oh, yeah. But it was that was not a maintenance issue because it wasn't like a blockage of leaves or or roots or anything. In fact, my my um, drain system was was newer. It's just during the construction process there was uh, rocks and stones and dirt that never got cleaned out of the system and that's what happened right oh
1: they can get yeah they can get kicked in there by other sub trades
0: or whatnot yeah that's right yeah. and then you know over time you know with water flow and and all that uh, yeah
1: you get a couple of twigs a couple of pine cones and some needles and a couple of leaves and before you know it you got a nice blockage
0: <laughs> now you mentioned something just now that I've never really uh thought about before and that's the pollen because and, and I know because my uh I gotta I, I can look over a roof of mine that has uh the skylights mm-hmm. and every couple of uh you know a couple times a year i have to get up there and clean the skylights because of this pollen you know yeah uh, the
1: pollen is like the flower in the cake right like it just it just glues it all together
0: it's just- well and it never occurred to me that this could end up being problematic in things like downspouts and uh in storm drains
1: Um, well, I don't think it is um, necessarily problematic, but only, you know, but again, if you're mixed with leaves and stuff, exactly in the proper, in the proper environment, it, it can start to make, uh, start to cause issues for sure um yeah so i mean that's that's kind of it in the nutshell obviously you're you're also we we kind of experienced our first winds major windstorm too i think it was last weekend yeah um and i was always talking on your show saying you know you want to be walking around the perimeter of your house and seeing it, it well hopefully you're not finding any bits of shingles and whatnot but if you do maybe um maybe find out uh If they're yours, one (laughs) and or two, uh, if they're not, maybe try and like, it's funny because I actually had quite a substantial chunk uh, that I found in my, uh, that I found in my backyard the other day and I was looking and it wasn't my color. And so I was like, Hmm. Uh, and I actually wasn't even able to place it, but, um, you just don't want to be that person (laughs) that, uh, that has water coming into your attic. So after windstorms, too is a good time to kind of do a visual if you can, um, Try and get up in the attic as well, and just see if you can, you know, have a look and see if there's any damp areas. Um, and I know not everybody is, you know, able to go up in an attic. Um, obviously, if it's if you're not, then then you call somebody. I, I'm. Call we're going to talk inspection. about that. We're going to mm-hmm. talk
0: about that after the break. And and sure. I know we we covered attics. You know, one of the last times that we were together here. But there is something I want to bring up with you. Okay. Um, the the last thing I want to leave off on uh, again about the gutter stuff. Mm-hmm. I gotta tell you, like I had a gutter uh, at my house that I could access by hand, and um, it always clogged. It's since been changed, but it was at that time that I realized exactly how much volume and weight the gutters actually hold. Yeah, I know it's quite yeah it's quite astounding, isn't it? That's yeah and when when you think about the fact that the gutters are nailed onto the fascia boards it doesn't take much to, for those things to pull off exactly. and uh, or you know when it starts to freeze for water to work its way upwards underneath yeah. the roofing structure
1: right that's right and then sometimes you can have a gutter that's maybe only two or three you know three feet long which which you would think okay well that's not going to be very much water but it may service um you know a thousand square feet of roof too right it might be in a
0: valley uh, yeah. it's collecting a lot of flow water. going through a yeah. lot of water <laughs> all right listen it's break time uh we're talking with pierre beauvais we'll be back uh, talking about home inspection and matters around your home in just a moment now the whole home show with tony joe on cfax 1070 thanks for coming back you're listening to the whole home show and i'm tony joe our show comes to you every week with the support of our show partners denise webster mortgage broker with dominion lending center's modern mortgage group jp sellas insurance advisor at westland insurance The Sitka Law Group for your real estate, wills and estates, corporate and personal injury needs, and Silhouette Home Inspections with Pierre Bove. If you need help or direction in your real estate transaction, give any of the Whole Home Show team members a call. They would love to hear from you. And as a reminder, you can find their contact information by visiting cfax1070.com. Look under Shows, and there you'll find us, the Whole Home Show, with me, Tony, Joe. All of our contact information is there all the time. Uh, Or of course, you can always reach out to me, which a lot of uh, our loyal listeners, you, do on a regular basis i love hearing from you every week just reach out to me google uh me or our show you'll find us and as a reminder too if you're a podcast listener you can listen to all of our uh library five years worth of history and shows here by going to itunes or google play and there's so much great information including what we're talking about today which is things around your house especially right now as the seasons are changing. We've got Pierre Beauvais, uh, our show partner supporter from Silhouette Home Inspections. Pierre, again, thanks for coming back.
1: Awesome. Thanks, Tony. It's great to be here.
0: We were talking about gutters uh, and stuff earlier and the sheer uh, volume of water and weight that goes through the gutters. And I was saying how I I could access this one. Every year, I had to put my hand in there and pull out the stuff. And, you know, it's the sound that you get when the water starts flowing and it starts flowing down the downspout, it's like it's torrential. Right? It is, uh, it's a
1: yeah. Nice, it's a nice sound, actually, when you do fix it like that. It is. That, that can be a really good uh, perimeter drain flush too, right? But usually that's happening during all the rainfalls. Yeah. Um, so but that's basically what a perimeter drain flush is, is having a professional come in and um, introducing all that water and, and cleaning it out.
0: Flushing it out. The <laughs> other thing, The other thing too is how gruesomely cold that water is when your hand's in it. Always, yeah, right. I know. I know. Oh oh my goodness!
1: Leave leave it to professionals to do that. Um, or, uh, get it in the summer when it's not wet.
0: No, no. Um,
1: but Yeah, sorry. Go ahead.
0: The the other thing, uh, again, I just want to wrap up with the whole gutter thing. But the other thing (laughs) that I that I want to bring up is, of course, um, noticing, the amount of granules from the roof that end up in the gutter. Yes,
1: naturally. Yeah, naturally occurring. That's right. And if you have a newer roof, it was just installed in the last year or two. Uh, the first five years they say is when you're going to get the most uh, granule loss.
0: So all right. So let's let's just explain that really quickly for our mm-hmm. listeners. So, explain the granules on the roof.
1: The granules on the roof, yeah, they're embedded basically on the shingle. So it's a fiberglass, um, fiberglass asphalt uh, shingle with the granules that are uh, embedded, and they're there uh, for the color. So you can get uh, the, the, the one that they're for the color. So it's you know whether you're brown or slate or charcoal color like that. Um, but what they are there for uh, is really is to, is to protect them from the from the sun from the UV because that sun will break down the the asphalt shingle so yeah if it
0: was just a if it was just a flat surface Mm -hmm. the heat the heat that that gets you know it oh yeah
1: yeah the uv would just destroy it and you get you know you'd be lucky to get two or five years out of it so this way this is how you get your 25 year uh shingle is basically they cover them with that granule yeah now and those granules um they they do fall off i mean they that's just naturally occurring
0: yeah. And, and it's a reminder, too, about those that get up on the roof and clean the roof, um, clean moss off the roof. When you're getting up there with a broom or you're sweeping or whatever, that's not good for these granules, right?
1: Well, it, 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 yeah, it, uh, it expedites the, uh, the loss for sure. I mean, um, you're not, you certainly don't want to power wash it. You can do a soft wash. Yeah. Um, there are, there are uh, earth-friendly kind of chemical or uh, soaps that, or products that you can use that, um, that can basically help remove or, or you know, kill the moss. Yeah. Um, but then, you know, a, a, just a real light brushing, something like that uh, is what you'd really want to use.
0: We have seen houses, and I know you have too, where, um, you know, someone was so vigorous with their cleaning. That like the granules are almost gone from the roofing. And that is, that's not a good thing at all. Right. No. And it
1: could be that that moss had been there for a while as well. Right. That could have been a, you know, a 15, 15 uh, year shingle or already a 15 year old or a 20 year old shingle. And then when you remove that moss, uh, now, it really- now you're left with basically no shingle. So yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, no no moss is good for the roof. That's why it's good to keep up on it for sure. Yeah, uh, and there's companies out there that specialize in moss treatment. Um, uh, and one thing too that because um, I did mention soap, one thing you don't want to
0: use is soap. But that's the, that's the, that's the hack that that some people, you know, you see that online, I know. like, Oh, get, get tied, you know, tied with bleach. It'll kill the moss or whatever. That can't be good for the. It
1: it really isn't. No, it really isn't. There was a story about uh, that we saw circulating last year, the year before with that contractor who thought he was doing the, his strata favor by, by treating the moss. And he had, I don't know how many, how many liters of detergent he'd put on the, on the, on the roofs, he even wrote, you know, went as far as renting the the, the genie lift to access mm-hmm. these roofs and they were near a stream. And of course that's where a lot of that storm water will just daylight into is into the uh, the storm water. It usually just ends up into the stream. Well, there were so much uh, suds like soap. Uh, it was, it was, a, it was an environmental uh catastrophe like you know (laughs) for the the living organisms in that in that stream just like it was horrible um he had a big cleanup and that's why you just yeah you don't want to use soap No, leave it to the professionals there's there's good ways to do it for sure
0: yeah, and uh, we've had Ron sharing from Industrial Paint and Plastics uh, here a few times, and mm-hmm. he has um, uh, environmentally friendly, uh, you know, things that you stick on the end of your hose, yeah. and and but, but you're meant to spray it on the moss in the summertime when it's warm, mm-hmm. uh, and then it kills the organics, and the next rain comes and it washes it off. So it's all you know, none right. of this kind of uh, 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 scraping away kind of stuff, right?
1: Yeah, and and so this is a good point, point and this kind of, <laughs> it does wash it off. I've actually used that product. That's a great product. Uh-huh. Um, but what it does is it washes it off and it ends up into your gutter. But <laughs> you got to <laughs> clean out, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, if, and if, you're, if you're lucky, you have the strainers and you can clean it out. If you're unlucky, some of that debris and moss can make its way into the perimeter drains. Again, you're into a blockage. So um, it's a good idea to Hire somebody who knows what they're doing um, or disconnect the bounce boats while you're doing it. Um, strain it so that you're not entering or introducing that moss into your perimeter drains.
0: Right. And please, folks, please, please, please do not get up on ladders and think about doing this yourself. Uh, we we hear all these stories about people falling off their ladders and this is what happens, right?
1: Yeah. And and, the th- and that's a yeah, good point, Tony. And the thing is too, is, is a roof always doesn't look that steep from the road <laughs> right? it's, yes. it's true. Like, you, you look at it and be like i could walk up there no problem it's dry it's a sunny day no problem um then when you get up on the ladder and you start looking yeah that's when you know anything over like a a four a five twelve pitch and that you know the the four the three three and four is going to be is relatively comfortable uh five six is getting to be yeah. um, very steep anything above that i just wouldn't recommend it
0: yeah. Yeah. Again, I think that the message as you've been putting out here is leave it to the professionals. Yeah. right, hundred percent. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely are you, absolutely. are you a fan of those, uh, gutter guard things, you know, the, the, the yeah. vents and all that.
1: Well, I think you're referring to the ones that are mounted on the top of yes. the Yeah, I actually am not. I had pro- I property on uh, on one of the islands. And um, and this is where I know firsthand about the pollen. Uh, and, and it's a tree. It was a tree. There was, um, you know, just uh, pine trees. And so those guards they're, you know, they, they kind of advertise them as it keeps, I mean, it does keep pine cones out. Yes, it does. Yes. Um, but it doesn't necessarily keep needles out. And what it does is mixed with the pollen. Um, it starts just baking, caking itself on top of those. On, and then, um and if and then they say well yeah well the next wind will actually you know dislodge it and blow it off that's not the case either Mm -hmm. those still need maintenance i'll be much easier to clean your gutters when those are on there because you don't have to scoop your hand in and get it all cold like you're mentioning um so but you know you could usually just get a little scraper so it does make cleanup a little easier for sure but it's still maintenance um my preference actually tony and, and this is what i've been preaching about this is what i do now with my homes is um I actually have removed the strainer, uh, in the gutters. So, and then I've introduced a leaf box, like a, a clean oh, up yeah. box, yeah, right? Yeah. And you put that at about two, three feet off the ground. Um, and basically you let everything from the roof flush into the gutters. And then that with the rain flushes down the downspout. but then it stops at that little, uh, leaf box it's listen
0: box. Hold, hold that thought because i do want to uh, uh just finish up this uh this this message but of course we got to take mm-hmm. our last break of the day here mm-hmm. uh we're talking with pierre bobe he is a home inspection uh home inspector with silhouette home inspections and our show sponsor and supporter so we'll take our last break of the day we'll be back in just a moment this is the whole home show with tony joe on cfax 1070 Thanks for coming back. You're listening to The Whole Home Show. I'm Tony Joe. Our guest today is Pierre Beauvais with Silhouette Home Inspections. We've been, you know, it's it's interesting. We wanted to talk about, and we still will, about the things that we should do around the home as the weather changes. We've ended up having a fair amount of conversation about roof and gutters and stuff, but it is a very important system when these rains start coming in, right, Pierre? It really is. Yeah. Yeah. So before the break, you were talking about those cleanouts, and we're talking about when you look at the downspout of the gutter, like the little box, mm-hmm. um, that catches things like leaves and needles and they're easy to access so that you can pop it open and, and pull the stuff out. Right. That's, that's right. And then it prevents, it just eliminates having to get up on that ladder as well. Right. Yeah. So still maintenance. Cause you got to go around and you got to clean this out by hand every once in a while, that's but right. it, but it, it eliminates a lot of the, the, well, eliminates the that ladder. yeah,
1: exactly. It eliminates that ladder for sure. And okay. uh, yeah, it's, uh, and they're great. I mean, um, uh, yeah, I, I swear by them.
0: Yeah. Yeah. All, all these and things, any,
1: are- any, any gutter company can install those. They're not very expensive. So, uh, yeah. reach out to your, uh, to your gutter company and, uh, and get them put in. Fantastic. Um, yeah. The other thing I wanted to mention actually, because I don't think we've really talked about, uh, getting deeper into the perm drains. There's a lot of homes in Victoria that have sump pumps
0: yeah of course. Um,
1: and some pumps are required in some properties uh obviously if uh if it's below grade uh, then you need to pump that water up so some pumps work great when they work um but i was just thinking too because we had that windstorm last week and then there was a couple power failures couple power outages uh, actually at my house and Mm -hmm. though i don't have a sump pump i was thinking um for those listeners out there who have sump pumps uh, really, really good idea to get a high limit uh, alarm put in. If you don't already have one, mm-hmm. um, that's just a, an auxiliary or second float that, uh, when that water level goes past the original float, that's turns the pump on, um, then it sets the alarm. So that second float is for an alarm. It lets you know that the water level in the sump is higher than it should be. And it'll be higher than it should be for a few reasons. Um, You don't really want it to go uh, into alarm, but if there's a power failure and the pump's not working, then it would go into alarm or if there's a blockage or a pump, uh, if your pump ceases, So definitely an alarm is good. Also, what would be really, really uh, beneficial would be a 12 volt battery backup system. So that if there is a power outage, um, you're not just relying on on the hydro of the house. You've got backup.
0: okay because I was gonna, as you were telling me about this about mm-hmm. the, you know, the alarm. I'm like, what good is the alarm gonna do if you got no power, right?
1: Well, the alarm is usually got a little uh, battery in it too. So yeah. the bat, yeah, so it will let you know. It'll it'll actually, uh, you know, it'll let you know that. Um, that
0: it's that the, the water's too high okay but the, so but then i'm like all, all right the water's high but how am i going to deal with this like what do I, I well
1: then some some homes have generators right some yeah. homes have generators uh usually if you have a generator backup system uh it'll be uh, automatically transferred and uh, of course some sump pump will be one of those loads that would be tied into that panel
0: um, i i do want to yeah. bring up i do want to mm-hmm. bring up that we do see you know many of these newer infill houses for instance in south oak bay We're talking like $2 million houses or more nowadays. Mm -hmm. Many of them have basements that are well below the, uh, the ground. And it is common for us to see some pumps in the basement, I guess, to get the, um, uh, the drainage, the, the, whatever, um,
1: yeah, no, there's stormwater and there's also the uh, the sewage, right? So there is some a lot of a lot of those homes that you're referring to will have actually two systems. They'll have a uh, two different sump pumps. They'll have one for the storm, which is going to be the uh, the groundwater, the, for the perimeter drains, and then of course the other one will be for the sewer. So
0: And if people wonder, they go, "Well, why does it need to have a pump for the sewer?" It's because the the bathroom is below the sewer line, right? The, b- exactly, the below the sewer line uh at the street level.
1: So you got to, yeah. Gotta, yeah. So gravity is always the best way to go. But sometimes uh, if you can't get away, you, need, you need the pump to, to bring it up.
0: Yeah. But again, going back to what you were talking about, weather changes, rain's coming, power's mm-hmm. out. Yeah, And that's one of those, you don't want to be nervous about, oh my goodness, what happens if the sump pump dies?
1: Yeah, no, exactly, and so the 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 twelve volt system uh, is good because it they, you know they operate on uh, on a, a couple uh, one or even sometimes they they tandem them together a couple of um, deep cycle batteries that are always trickle charging in, yep. under normal normal circumstances, and then that little twelve volt pump uh, is kind of just gets you out of jail. So they're a oh, really
0: good system uh, now. And these sump pumps actually need to be replaced every once in a while too, right?
1: Uh, yeah, absolutely. Everything has a shelf life. Um, you know, it'd be hard to determine whether it's going to be five years, 10 years, 15 years, but uh, if they don't last forever, a, they don't, nothing lasts forever, Tony. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> but if, yeah. if you have a house and you've been living in that house for X amount of years, if it's been at least three years since you've done anything with that sump pump, uh, had a plumber look at it, then probably a good wake-up call to maybe go, you know what, let's uh, let's just have a look at it. Let's see what condition it's in. Let's see what vintage it is. Maybe even let's buy um, a spare so yeah. that if it does fail, at least we have it in our house. We might not be able to install it ourselves. We may still need that plumber uh, to come and install it, but at least you're not, um, you know, fighting, you know. Supply supply exactly and if if your pumps failed and it's uh on a sunday night um you know it's it's kind of nice to just have it on and
0: just- i'm glad you brought that up because i have noticed this before i remember many years ago looking at a house that had a sump pump and in their basement there was a brand new sump pump in a box and i asked that question yeah i'm like you know is because you know the first question was are they expecting a problem or whatever but what it was was exactly that what you're saying yeah, yeah. which is you know what happens if it happens in a uh, uh you know really bad water storm and there are no sump pumps yeah
1: no it's just it's that's right it's uh it's it's smart i think it's just
0: well there's a there's being, ready, there's a, being prepared yep yeah, there's your big tip of the day folks gather yeah. yourself spares just in case and yeah. the plumber would be very happy about that right
1: yeah i mean it makes everyone's life easier for sure right yeah. Um, so By the way, they're,
0: they're, not, they're not particularly, particularly complicated. They, it basically is a, is, is a pump that's kind of dropped in a bucket kind of thing, right? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, um, yeah. I mean,
1: there's going to be obviously different fittings and there are different types of pumps and floats, but, uh, yeah. uh, you know, it, it would be good to just maybe get a plumber there to do a little survey, assess it, have a look at it. Uh, and maybe get them to, uh, to just pick one up uh, next time that the supplier just drop it off, at least have it, even though if you don't need it, least, and then they'll be picking up the, the proper pump.
0: Yeah, well, you know, um, and this is something we'll talk about with JP from Westline Insurance one of these days, you know, um, we are familiar with basements that flood more than once. Mm -hmm. And the concern, of course, is your insurance doesn't necessarily, you know, you have ramifications of insurance uh, um, uh, uh, files, right? And some I've heard of many cases where people have a second or third flooding. And they got to self-insure because the insurance company is not going to give them any more money, right? No oh boy.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No. Then uh, in those cases, it gets a little tricky for sure. Yes. So you want to make sure that you want to make sure that your sump pump, if you do have one is pro- properly installed. I mean, it's got to have some backflow prevention um, and it'd be nice to have redundancy as well in case
0: uh, power failure. Yeah. I have experienced one because uh, at a revenue property of ours, we had a sump pump, uh, fail. Mm. And of course it always happens. It was Easter Sunday. That right. Nice? And yeah. you know, it always happens on a long weekend when, you yeah. know, you're paying triple, whatever it is, triple, uh, Do you
1: recall, was this the storm, uh, or the sewage pump?
0: A storm. It was definitely storm. storm. Okay. Yeah. Um, and it's interesting because our basement isn't far below the, the, um, the ground mm-hmm. it's just the it's just the way again you know where where the storm drain uh, lies yeah. and stuff i mean and- i mean to, to some degree i guess the storm
1: is, be- is better because it's cleaner water but yes it, it can cause it can cause a lot of damage i mean if it was the sewer i mean you would just not use the, uh, the bathrooms or the sinks right yeah. um but as far as if it's the storm you can't you can't go outside and say please stop raining now
0: no no, <laughs> no. and there's so- there is no feel like you know the helplessness yeah of seeing the water come in the basement. I know I've been there
1: and we do, I do a lot of inspections and some people are just um, most people too, aren't really fussed with if the home has a sump pump. Um, Because again, if you're prepared and you have redundancy um, it's just like any other system. There's a lot of things that can go wrong. So if you start thinking about all those, I just like, well, no, it's, you know, a lot of homes have sump pumps. It's not the end all. Yeah. As long as they're well-maintained. So.
0: Yeah. Like yeah. But, and, and it is something that needs, needs to be uh, looked into. Mm-hmm.
1: I just yeah. wanted to throw that in. Cause again, we're always talking about downspouts and we're always talking about uh, yeah. uh, all, all that uh, outside fun stuff, but this is kind of things that you don't really see. This is kind of, and a lot of people don't even maybe know that they have a
0: sump pump. So
1: yeah, it's good to sure. uh, get to dig a little deeper, uh, get an inspector there. Uh, give me a call and uh, definitely yep. can help you. Out.
0: Um any maybe something else to bring up as the temperature gets colder people mm-hmm. should also be mindful about their exterior um water taps right
1: yeah yeah so a good time uh, to do that would be obviously before the well uh, kind of right now um also the the, the, the preferred uh, is to get a uh, get a plumber to install frost free type uh, hose bin yeah um those are great right yeah. they're, they're not that difficult to, to install and um and then it just prevents, it prevents a lot of um, problems down the road.
0: Yeah. So aside from that, what people do is they, whatever you can, you can get a cap or, you know, people wrap their, yes. the, you know, or, or make sure you turn that tap off. If there is a turn off you know, somewhere in the house, right? Somewhere
1: in the house. Yeah. And then this good one, yeah, you turn it off at the house and then, and then you leave the other part open outside so that it can, uh, it can drain itself.
0: Yeah, because yeah. what happens, folks, is, of course, when the weather, it's not like we're in Winnipeg, but I mean, if it freezes, that water in your water line outside mm-hmm. can freeze and can burst uh, pipes and then you got more trouble, right? Yeah, uh,
1: th- typically more for the copper type piping. Um, so, again, older home, mm-hmm. if your home is kind of uh, the 20, 20 year, 25 year mark, there's um, a good chance it's going to be a plastic pipe and they're a little bit more resilient to, to, um, to, f- to freezing. Um, as far as cracking and bursting. So uh, the water can still freeze, but there's a bit of tolerance in there. So they may not burst, but still a good idea to, to shut them off. Uh, or if you don't already have frost free type hose bibs, um, those are really the way to go.
0: Yeah. All right. So um, keeping water out of the house, we know that's important. Yeah. Um, uh, other th- Oh, the attic So really quickly, because you, you brought that up a little while ago. Yeah. Um, And I know we talk about this, how people typically don't go up in their attics. Had another house last week, you know, that uh, bathroom vent had fallen off of the uh, roof vent. So all it was doing was introducing moisture into the attic space, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Just a reminder to get up there and have a look at your attic, right?
1: Exactly. Always go up there make sure all the vents are connected. Um, You know, Tony, I was thinking, I think next time we're going to talk about... um, We're gonna rather than talk about gutters, which we've talked about. Let's talk about about, uh, moisture, uh, humidity, condensation, uh, everything like that inside the home, because um, it kind of ties all in with uh, bathroom, kitchen exhaust, dryer vents. Done, and and then it's so important. So
0: it's it's that's a date. That's that's a date, Mike. It's so much good stuff. I mean, there's there's always a lot to discuss. People are always interested about their homes. Mm -hmm. Um, But remember, folks your house is your castle and you know keep as good keep it in as good as condition as possible um because it's going to help you when you resell right but at the very least when you're living in your home you don't want to be scared you don't want to be concerned about stuff coming thank you pierre as always
1: Yeah, no, that's my pleasure. Thank you. That's uh, words of wisdom. I like that.
0: Yeah, Pierre from Silhouette Building Inspections. And of course, if you need to reach him, just go onto the CFAX website. All of his information is there or you can reach out to me. Um, Thanks for joining us, uh, Pierre. And to our listeners, we'll be here for you this time next week.